Parker and happy Easter. We're back for um, our inaugural Games for You podcast where we talk about games and other things like Easter bunnies and how much chocolate we all ate over the weekend and how fat we got. Ed, how fat did you get? Not very. I had two cream eggs and that's about it. Did you say inaugural, inaugural podcast? Yeah. Is this our first? <laughs> it's our, our first, first one after oh, Easter. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, right. <laughs> it's the first Easter inaugural podcast. All right, all right. <laughs> um, so we haven't had a podcast after Easter because technically all our podcasts are after one Easter or another. No, we haven't had well, a podcast after Easter this okay. year. Yeah, this, this, this year, the twenty twelve inaugural Easter podcast. Podcast, yes. Very good. Um, Cadbury cream eggs—they're the best. And they're pretty good. They're pretty filling. I love them more than any other kind of Easter eggs, except yeah. for maybe the chocolate lint bunny. Lint bunny. Those are so good. good. Have you tried the lint carrots as well? They like on. No, I have not tried the lint carrots. They're on like, on, like this green stick. So the, the green stick is meant to be the roots of the carrot, and um, then it's just like orange wrapping around like a carrot shaped chocolate and it's just lint chocolate but it looks yeah. tastes real good I think we need That's some good. photos up yeah. of bunnies can, and, um, can you manage that? there's Yay. also dinosaur eggs this year so basically it's a normal easter egg and then when you crack it open there's tiny eggs inside of it so it's like oh my god two that eggs sounds inside those have always egg. been good yeah they're pretty rad that doesn't make yeah. any biological sense at all well, okay well <laughs> just let the chocolate biological happen biological sense yeah. <laughs> it, it might not be real dinosaur eggs but they're delicious it's a possibility <laughs> regardless yeah mm. I'm not going to say that Cadbury didn't go back in time and see all those eggs off Velociraptors, but sure. It is the chocolate spot, as somebody pointed out. They're like, oh, why don't you talk about video games? It's like, you whatever. Mean Dan? <laughs> <laughs> it's just Dan. Exception is another one. Exception. 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 Yeah, I love very good. Exceptional very good. egg podcast. Yeah. Okay, so um, everyone had a good Easter break. Did you manage to get some gaming time in? If, <sighs> if this, and this will so nicely lead game. into what have you been playing? Um, I will go first because um, I. I <laughs> you play games. So I think everyone will remember that on uh, Thursday, last Thursday, uh, Cos decided to try out. Um, Star Wars Connect. Oh, and we had a oh no. no, no, no. If you haven't Wait, seen it, go on our Twitch page if you and watch seen it. it. It is absolutely the best. And Randolph danced as well, and mm-hmm. I danced as well. And yeah. I think, did you dance? No, I didn't dance. You almost yeah, broke your hand when you danced. I did almost yeah, break my hand because I knocked my hand on the on the, uh, the shelf. The anyway, the shelf. And, um, but um, you know what? I just I realized that dancing made me realize, because I didn't want to do it, all right? But it made me realize how much I missed playing Dance Central <gasps> and um, so this weekend I kind of just played Dance Central all weekend and it was really so really good because our gym uh, wasn't open over the long weekend break so I was like well I need to do some exercise and um, Star Wars Connect I didn't have Star Wars Connect at home um, so I went back to Dance Central and man is it good yeah and um, yeah well it's, it's apparently it's built on the same code that Harmonix used for Dance Central because technically well, very similar yeah but technically yeah. Microsoft I think I was reading that Microsoft owned the Dance Central IP, which means that they own all the code and everything. Yeah. So, like, there's not there was nothing stopping them from ripping it out and just replacing I'm Han Solo with like. <laughs> I did. did miss, you you, you played it. Did, it. did it feel like Dance Central? It did. It didn't feel quite as responsive no, and as Dance tweaked, Central but better. Yeah, Dance, Dance Central, Central like. It's a better game, but it's still it feels but better than half of the crappy dancing games out there. Dance Central doesn't have Han Solo in it, mm. and I find myself missing the kind of. I actually had that in my in my head <laughs> all weekend, and I don't know what the original song is because I don't know anything about new music. Uh, mm. what, so what, do you mean the Jamiroquai one? Jason Derulo. It's like I'm oh. writing solo. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. The funny yeah. thing is, um, someone posted a link on my Facebook wall today of an image from about two years ago 
when the song originally came out of Jason Derulo uh, writing Han, like a photo of Han Solo saying I'm writing solo <laughs> and, and like, it's like that, that was a yes. joke oh at the God. time and then no <laughs> one born. Yeah. and no one actually thought that this would ever be true and then well the joke's on us because yep. it's real it's now it's true yeah and then we're gonna sing well done <laughs> thank you um, okay cause um, I finished World in Conflict on the weekend mm-hmm. so I thought that was a really good game it had an excellent ending it was brutally hard towards the end but I just thought the way it told its story and like the gameplay was a lot of fun and then I've decided to move on to Star Wars The Old Republic because I totally downloaded that thing Took you like two days? Two days on our Office Wireless (laughs) connection, and I fired it up. I can't believe you abused the Office Wireless connection. I'm telling you, I take I would totally do the same thing. In fact, I'm bringing my Mac in uh, tomorrow. But it's (laughs) it's really good. Like, um, it's funny. I the, the first character I made, I think Jess, you were there, and Ed was there, and I made like this little petite girl who's yeah, meant to be a right. special forces commando, and I didn't, re- I couldn't really tell how tiny she was until like you meet <laughs> yeah. the first guy, and it's like <laughs> she's, she she's is like a, like a garden gnome, she's yeah. 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 yeah, she yeah. was a garden gnome, so Jawa in disguise. Yeah, I had to rebuild her, and um, I gave her this butt ugly scar, which I kind of regret giving now because <laughs> now I cringe like a butt. Did you, did yeah, did you, I cringe every time when I look at her now. I just like, wanted <laughs> to be badass. Is that why? Well, like I wanted to be bad ass but like Innocent attractive <laughs> yeah because well. oh, you know when you, when you yeah. play an MMO you want something good to look at um, yeah because right? you're going to be staring at the yeah. character exactly. for like character. a long time but um, I think it's really cool like yeah. it, it's sucking me in I think the missions are I'm at the point now where you can't quite do it like you can get so far alone and you need to like find a guild so thankfully yeah. I was just running around and I asked for help and I found a guild that's nice. all about like helping other people so oh, like good. they helped me finish my mission and then I went off and we, we did a few other missions and that nice. was fun um, I remember you, you posted a Facebook post that that said uh, I remember why I don't play MMOs thanks to Swear at all yeah, oh, no, or why you're really yeah. bad at <laughs> yeah, like I haven't I think really SWOTOR is probably my first MMO, I guess that could have been a little bit of a lie. I, I did try the beta of World of Warcraft like years and mm. years ago, and I've dabbled here and there, but nothing, like I've never sat down for like a good chunk of hours and played an MMO, and I think it can be a little bit intimidating for someone who's never really played an MMO, like mm. just to understand all the systems, the cooldown period, yeah. what happens when you die and all that sort of mm. thing. But at the same time though, it still plays a whole lot like um, Mass Effect 3 does, I mean. Really? Bioware own the paint for the for the wheel dialogue system. Oh right, right. So like the yeah, dialogue yeah. wheel's still there. Um, it's a familiar universe, so anyone who's played a Star Wars game like will immediately feel at home. Um, I would love to know though, like according to canon, why things look even though it's like two thousand years beforehand, why things look, look similar. Better. Well, yeah, it's like because they've advanced so question. far, then yeah. you can't just go anywhere. Yeah, because they've got like you've got the I don't know what they're called, but I guess you call them like Republic troopers or whatever. But similar to how the clone troopers look compared to the stormtroopers, yeah. like it's they look similar, like they have same same kind of uniforms, but I guess just less clean or like less refined design. So uh, I would love to, if anyone can tell us why. The Star Wars technology <laughs> hasn't advanced in thousands of years. It's because like, the Reapers come and then they, you know, reset that's, that's the uh, yeah. the uh, universe. Reset maybe the maybe they're all just like, you know what? We've we've, we've got hyperspace Once now. You- it's time to pack <laughs> up our books. We're, we're done inventing. Uh, just what have you been playing? Uh, over. Oh man, I finished Mass Effect One. Finally. Wow. Okay. Because I put it off for ages because I'd played most of the game and then I wanted to play. Well, I started playing. Um, Swish as well. And uh, now I'm a good 20 hours into Mass Effect 2. 
and it's hours, amazing. Geez. Oh, I've been playing it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. It's uh, it's so much better than the first game. Yeah, like, it's like the day. environments are really dynamic. Mm-hmm. The the uh, missions and assignments don't really feel forced anymore. Like they're just kind of happening because you know to give something for us to do. Mm. It's more like I mean I went into um Jack's story mm. uh yesterday uh going into that old facility and everything and it's just it's epic what they've done mm. with everything. It feels so involving and uh. I love being able to import my shepherd. And it's just so much better to play. It is. I remember the first time yeah. I shot the pistol at the very beginning. I was like, wow, this this is not mess with Yeah, yeah. So Everything's just more playing, refined. Are you playing one and two so you can kind of work your way up to three? Yeah, the, I'm playing through the, the trilogy. That would be I mean, a great way to do it. Well, yeah, yeah that's because I, I think most people would we- could wait, like could have the patience yeah. to kind of go back and... and, and well, that's, it means like when you get really late to a TV series and you get to yeah. marathon like, the whole thing. Like, I, oh, I, I know um, yeah. Tim, one of our tech guys, is actually going through it all the again. Like he finished Mass Effect 3 and started all over. As a different character, I would love to do that. Like my original plan was to make my way through the, the Mass Effects before it came out, but it's just there's too much going on right now. Like there's too many good games to play. Yeah, in. yeah there that's is. True. I, I'm jealous of that the way you're doing it, though. I think it's a really <laughs> awesome. It's way. great. Well, I'm really looking forward to everything. I feel like I'm really appreciating everything. Yeah. I mean, it's like the only uh, one of the only massive RPG series that I just never got into. So. It's been fun. <laughs> Plus, you only work like three days a week. Yeah, yeah. Right. What, what do you think I'm going to do with the other days in the week? Play Mass Effect. No. You work, whatever. <laughs> 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 Nah. Matt Cross in the work. live stream chat is saying that resource is still pretty horry bad in Mass Effect 2, but you were saying that you were enjoying uh, it. Okay, resource gathering is a funny thing for me because the first one, if you remember the first one chat, it was so bad, like so excruciatingly bad. At least having it pay off in that you can buy uh, upgrades and stuff like that, it feels like, you know, when you do find a spike when you're covering planet after planet, yeah. scanning, uh, and you probe it and whatever, uh, you're actually doing something. Like yeah. you're... Uh, you're getting something back from it instead of the first one, which was just okay. Let's survey this mineral with that. Just drive around with a bitchy truck. little. Let's get to the center of the circle type thing, which was super infuriating. Yeah, and the Mako. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what a terrible game. Uh, <laughs> Edmund, what about you? I've been playing a crap load of Mass Effect Three multiplayer. I have, ah, how was the multiplayer? Um, I'm really getting into it. Are you playing with Cos? No, no, I'm not playing with Cos. Oh, yeah, Once I got my Galaxy of War rating high enough, I was like, see you guys later. Yeah, but <laughs> I, like, I'm finding it really re- rewarding playing through it as different species because, you know, mm. it's, it's nice to play Mass Effect as a different character and with different powers and different abilities and different species without having to go through the single player all the way through yep. again. Well, obviously you can't play species in the single player, but... It's just so interesting to play, and I love um, the the teamwork dynamic. And I most of the people I play with are really good at teamwork, which is nice to have in a game. <laughs> um, so you play with so, the same people over and over again? No, I don't. I just get random games. But once you start taking on silver and gold um, ranked uh, multiplayer maps, people really get their like their stuff together. So no one's being yeah. a jerk yet. No one's being a jerk. Well, you I mean, got to though. Like yeah, it is. It is like when we play bronze. Like we couldn't finish bronze missions some of the time. We, we could only do Cerberus. All the other Cerberus, ones are too yeah, hard. That's right. And those freaking <laughs> witches come out. Or, oh, the banshees. Yeah. yeah, they're just terrible. Yeah, God damn. And I've also been playing. Scream um, like a banshee. Come on. <laughs> 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 oh God. It's more like a pig. Um, <laughs> but on the on the flip side, I've also been playing. Shin Megami Tensei Devil Survivor 2. <laughs> which is. Um, <laughs> racist lore. Um, of course, you know how I love Gansett in Monday Japan and the Shin Japan. Megami uh, yes, uh, okay, yeah. 
series has always been set in Monday Japan as and you play like high school teens and I love Persona as you all know. Yes, you love um, so this is the strategy RPG uh, variant of that and it's number two. What are you um, playing it on? Uh, DS. DS. Nintendo DS. I moved on from my Vita to my DS. We went back in time. I'm Can you play it on the Vita? Yeah, I yeah I think there's a DS card in. in oh no, um, sorry. I, went, I thought you said <laughs> PSP. Oh, I'm not that's with true. it today. <laughs> oh, well. Okay, yeah, that's super fun. All right, super fun. Let's move on to another super fun topic. So, as uh, everybody on the planet is aware by now, um, Bioware received a lot of uh, criticism over the ending of Mass Effect 3, blah, 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 blah. We've talked about this. Um, there was petitions, there were cupcakes, there were all sorts of, uh, all sorts of things um, around this topic. But um, finally, last week, um, Bioware did state before that they were going to be analysing the player feedback and come up with some sort of a response. Finally, last week, we, find out what we found out what that response was. So what they've done is they've announced um, a DLC, a free DLC um, uh, pack pack, kind of patch, whatever, um, called Mass Effect 3 Extended Cut. Um, so the aim of it is to provide uh, players with a deeper insight into how the the journey concludes. And we'll get into what deeper insight means. Um, <laughs> but it's due out this summer on the Xbox 360, PlayStation 3 and PC. Um, and it's going to expand the end game with uh, cinematic sequences and epilogue sequences. I don't know if that just means... Does that mean no gameplay? It's just... It's just yeah, like um, cutscenes. Yeah. Cut right. yeah. There are a lot of plot holes in the ending, so it would be mm. nice to have those blanks filled. So basically it's just going to be a series of cutscenes that will... Um, explain, I guess, f- go into further detail about what happens at the end. Um, now, a lot of people took this on board to mean that uh, Bioware caved into player f- uh, pressure to change the ending of the game, but I just want to reiterate that this is not what they're doing, and they've explicitly said that they're not changing the end of the game. They're just releasing this as a way to, um, I guess, because they felt people were unsatisfied um, by not having all their questions answered, and, and so they're releasing this as a way to kind of um, um, supplement the story's ending okay so it's in no way changing the end of the game it's more of like a supplement um so um yeah like uh, you know what do we how do we feel about this is this something that we feel do we feel like okay so i know that um i know that this feels like they've caved in to pressure um so is this is this what okay, it is but haven't they though like well do you i don't know, know what this i is think what it is i think like well, what you were just saying with like the cutscenes and everything, I think what they've done is a really tactical way of saying we haven't changed the ending when they actually have. Mm. I mean, it is. I mean, if you're altering what happens at the end of a game, they're not you're changing it, though. No, 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 but I mean, giving the player anything yeah. more, like uh, anything that wasn't in the original game is altering like what the player takes away at the end of the game, thus the ending. I think that's the ending. I mean, I play a lot of adventure games, though, so the ending really is the last bunch of cutscenes. Mm. And I think any cutscenes that we're going to be getting are going to be changing our perception of the ending and thus what the ending is. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I think it's really interesting, though. I mean... People are bagging Bioware on both sides of the argument. It's like, oh, you're the artist. You shouldn't be bullied by your um, by your fans. But then at the same time, though, for years, we've been telling publishers to listen to their fans and really... Listen like, to feedback. Yeah, listen to feedback. And I guess this is really just a case for Bioware of doomed if you do, doomed if you don't. So, like, I oh, really I, I feel sorry for them being in that awkward position. Yeah. But mm. to be honest, like, oh... I'll be interested to see what they do. Um, I don't expect them to write, rewrite the ending. I, I like the ending. Um, 
Yeah, I, like I don't. I, I understood what happened. I thought it fitting well with what my shepherd did. Um, as I said, there were just some tiny little loopholes that I would like to have wrapped up, and then like that's fine. I think it's been pointed out that uh, BioWare's kind of dug themselves into this hole by uh, giving the illusion of you know the consequences of your actions and throughout the whole Mass Effect series will be really important. So everything that you do will come back in the end, and you know you really are driving the experience. That you know it's it's all in your hands. You're you're driving the story. And I think they dug themselves into this hole, whereas they got to the end and, and people were unsatisfied, saying, well, none of the choices I made actually had an impact. What the hell? And so now they've got to backtrack and backpedal without losing their artistic integrity. And I think that um, in terms of, yeah. I don't, I don't think that, uh, well, obviously I haven't seen it, but I think anything they add is going to really expand much on the choice. Otherwise, like, maybe they'll just show, like, hell, here's, here's Tichonka and... This is what these guys are doing now. Or maybe they have ten like, years like, yeah. like a t- ten years like later, you know. Shepherds. You know, Rex is now a uh, successful cat salesman. Like could be awesome, <laughs> like an old eighties movie at the end. Yeah, that's right. So they all high five in slow motion. <laughs> yeah, and, um, and it goes yeah. to like a cutscene with a like, oh, just a pause on the frame, yeah. and then has a blurb. But the thing <laughs> is, like, the Mass Effect universe is so big that they've really got to be careful with what they change. I mean, like. I guess I hate not to use like the back to the future analogy, but like anything you change like before could impact the future. And like, so they've really got to take (laughs) into account what they're actually modifying and like changing around because as they found with uh, the Mass Effect, one of the books that was released a couple of months before number three was um, brought out, there were, there were a lot of plot holes and things that they didn't quite pick up on and it contradicts official law and Mass Effect Mm -hmm. fans are the sort of people who, know like everything yeah they know like what captain anderson's like first like retail job was before (laughs) he joined the galactic republic or the alliance (laughs) and like all that stuff like they yeah people are really into that so they know that law backwards and that would be i think it'd be quite daunting going back and trying to modify it to sort of please everyone without like messing it up again which is why i don't think it's going to be a big change no oh yeah because imagine what would happen if they did go back and they made a mistake like that and then the internet would explode again. It's like, oh my god, you guys overlooked you guys the fact that again. he didn't have a beard in that yeah. video, and now he does. So yeah, and I guess with what Cos is saying, in some ways, it would have been admirable or just a, a better option for them to just kind of just you know just let it all go and just say, well, you know, this done, it's finished. You know, let's move on. Mm. But you know, they've obviously decided to take into account. They obviously don't want to alienate um, that fan base, and I guess they they too, as well as we are, we were. All also surprised by I guess the level of rage that mm. was yeah. into this whole thing and so maybe they just got scared. Yeah. Well it's a tactical way of dealing with it. I mean they don't want to alienate their fans at the end of the day. Yeah there's the people who, um, yeah like most of us who are like it's it's art leave it as it is blah 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 but you know when, when the fans are out crying they couldn't sit there and do nothing. I mean it, it wouldn't look good for them to yeah. not do anything so I think they're towing a careful line between not changing it to sacrifice their artistic vision mm. but still looking like they're doing something and I th- I guess this is a really good way to go about that well mm. just it just has to depend on, on what this actually is and mm. whether it's um, it's any good or not and what it actually does to yeah. the end of the game Balls so Up makes a funny point that Bioware fans are worse than Trekkies but <laughs> I don't know if I, I don't, I don't know. know if I would go that far it's like a straw poll yeah, Randy tre- <laughs> Trekkies have been around for quite a while 
Um, no, but people get really, really invested in in, in stories. Oh, and, absolutely! And, you know, and you can make a lot of comparisons to to um, you know to fan bases on like Star Wars or Star Trek or yeah, like TV shows. Or is, you know, people like, were people ragging on the Star Wars MMO. No, on the Star Trek MMO last night while I was playing the Star Wars one. <laughs> that was pretty funny <laughs> really? to watch. Yeah, like what well, Star Trek MMO is so shit in comparison. And it's like <laughs> yeah, Star, Star Wars. Trek, Star Trek versus Star Wars. But anyway, Star Trek yeah. is a... Gamers are angry all the time, according to Brandy, and that's true. Who? What? Gamers are angry all the time. That's, that's true. true. No, that's, that's true. true. Yeah. Angry people. Laura punched a small child just because she got angry at Angry Birds earlier today. So that's, that's how right. angry that she got. That is not true, Cos. Do not tell <laughs> people that. not what the court record says. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. No way. I did not do that. Anyway, moving on. We need some music. Ed? Uh, no. Okay. I've, uh, I've <laughs> no, resigned from that role. <laughs> All right, <laughs> worst police academy like hire ever. Um, okay, we're going to move on to THQ. Um, and uh, according to Grand Theft Auto publisher Take Two, uh, CEO Strauss Zelnick, um, he spoke at the MIT Business in Gaming Conference uh, last week, and he said that the Saints Row publisher's reliance on licensed properties is going to make it irrelevant uh, and doomed in the next six months. So um, basically, he's saying that THQ is going to be dead in six months. Um, so, okay, so <laughs> st- taking a step back, we've talked about THQ on the podcast before. So their whole strategy is like licensed properties, right? So was. they was, was right, right. Mm. So they um, they take licensed stuff from other people, you know, mm. UFC, WWE, whatever, and they make it into like games. Um, now, this versus you know a hundred percent intellectual property stuff that they make their own, like themselves. So um, what uh, Take-Two CEO is saying that um, the this this is kind of bad for them um, and, you know, obviously they should focus more on um, on making their own IP. But mm. I don't know if that's true because <laughs> let's look at some of THQ's let's look at, let's look IP. Let's look at Homefront right Let's here. look at Homefront yeah. and Darksiders yeah. and Deblob. And Darks- Red- the thing is, like, yeah, hey, the Blob is good. Yeah. The Blob they is had good. some, like, critically but acclaimed, like, good IP, but they, they just have an issue of not selling, which is a big thing when you're pumping a lot of money into it. I mean, Homefront had a lot of promise, but it was just an incredibly short game, and just involved a lot of waiting around for dudes to kick in doors for you. Uh, the Blob, we all loved the Blob. Yeah, we all loved it, but the it Blob didn't too sell was awesome, well. and it didn't sell very well. I think. Mm. And Row is a good example uh, because it's um, critically acclaimed but commercially successful as well. But I think that's probably one of the only ones, yeah. right? Because got dildos yeah. in it. That was the only reason. Dildo bats. Yeah. But um, like the thing is, CHQ's strategy. I mean, they're still going very much down the route of. Uh, licensing IP because mm. two of their biggest sellers are well, w- at least it was was wrestling so WWE yeah. and yeah. UFC. UFC. Yeah, um, they're both like speaking big, of ravenous fan bases. Yeah, yeah. they're big <laughs> staples for like the company. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens with Homefront because they've hired or licensed it to Crytek. Uh, yeah. yeah, so like I can't imagine Crytek would would be doing that on the cheap. So. And I can't imagine Crytek yeah. making a bad game. A lot so. of people are saying, though, that it's make or break for THQ with Darksiders too, which mm. uh, is an interesting point. Um, I don't know if it's true or not, but there's a, there's a lot of work going around that THQ aren't in good financial positions no. right Well, they now. laid off a whole mm. bunch of uh, staff um, not that long ago, and, no. you know, we've seen cutbacks. And they got delisted. Um, um, off the... 
yeah that thing the, but i mean the money that, that, <laughs> that thing yeah. has the companies listed yeah. with the money atari prices? got yeah. delisted like years ago like in the 80s uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, 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 they kept on trucking for for a while and then nemco bought them out so i mean maybe someone will buy out thq yeah so yeah. Is, is, I was, my next question was going to be so like viability options for thq survival hmm. somebody buying them out perhaps yeah, well that's what everyone was saying when they when they cut back like a couple of months ago and they they shut down all those studios and they were just like focusing on their core business everyone's like well they're just making themselves nice and juicy for someone to come and buy <laughs> just roasting them <laughs> yeah <laughs> just cutting off the fat yeah, you know, yeah. to make it all meat they've tuned the Sitting fat the they're pan. putting on their like a uh, the glaze yeah, the spice. <laughs> making themselves <laughs> nice and yeah. themselves yeah so who's gonna buy them Probably not, not 2K. Say <laughs> 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 so probably. A- everyone was saying take two, but I guess after that, like unless it's a, a psych out, like psych <laughs> out. We're yeah. just kidding. <laughs> I think it's pretty harsh of him to say that, but anyway. Um, yeah. Did you see THQ's response? I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. yeah. They were just like, <laughs> they're like uh, he can say what he wants, but um, we're, we're going to continue making you know <laughs> games that sell really well. Yeah. Coming in your own company, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Stop going after <laughs> ours. But uh, yeah, it would be interesting to see. NBA what 2K, THQ. what? Yeah, that's right. It's <laughs> a great response. All right. I think we need to have some sort of thing. Okay. Let's have a thing. Let's let's uh yeah well people talk about the Ujord tablet well, yeah 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 right so that that's the thing that started it all sort of thing like that it didn't just didn't sell at all but the thing mm. is like Ujord when it was just on Wii like it did, it did like amazingly well, well yeah but it was just the PS3 and Xbox 360 yeah. version well did it do amazingly well on the Wii I thought it I thought it did media like it did okay I thought it did well like well enough for them to ex- want to expand it to mm. the other consoles but well yeah I think maybe um. It could have been like as a way to recoup money. I mean, once they've got that tech, it's easy to adapt it to other platforms. It's, it's building that initial tech that that was probably the the ball breaker for them. But um, I mean, you could almost blame Australia for THQ's worries if you're going to blame UDraw because UDraw came out of THQ's Australian office yeah, as an idea from someone. And yeah. you know, it's more intuitive on the Wii than it is on the other consoles. How right? is it more intuitive? It's the same thing. It's yeah. the same tablet. Oh yeah, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, thanks a lot, Australia. Yeah, no, no, we can't blame Australia. We can't do that because we, we have to be loyal. Yeah. Balls Up does make a good point, though. They're very community orientated. Um, that's true. They take their wrestling communities extremely seriously. Um, I guess yeah. that's a community that you do have to take yeah. seriously because they'll mess you up if you I'll don't. Power drive you and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> jump on a ladder. And <laughs> yeah. All right, we're going to move on to our next topic, and it is um, the importance of narrative in video games. So mm. this comes from uh, this comes to us from a PAX East panel um, that had the illustrious Ken Levine uh, from Bioshock, um, Chris. How do you pronounce his last name? Avalone. Avalone from um, Fallout New Vegas and David Gator from Knights of the Old Republic and Dragon Age Oranges. Oh, <laughs> Dragon Age Oranges. That Dragon would be a Age better Oranges. game. <laughs> make it Oranges. now, Bioware. <laughs> I would I love that. Dragon Age Origin. I mean, Orange. Oranges. <laughs> what would that be about? Just dragons and oranges fighting oranges. each other. Yeah. And, and on the sidelines, it's like uh, soccer for little kids. On the sideline, you see all the guys with just like oranges in their mouths smiling. You know, the orange smile. What? I think you should not <laughs> yeah. be a game designer cause for all of us. Okay, so the, the topic they discussed was why is uh, why narrative is important in games. So Gator answered first and said the importance of narrative is to give uh, players a reason to care. So basically, why the hell are you playing this game in the first place? Um, so any game can offer you, you know, great looking models and nice environments 
environments and things like that, but it's giving players a reason to actually play the game um, that's you know makes them invested in the whole experience. Um, Avalon's response uh, challenged the idea that the story a game designer can write, um, sorry, challenged the idea that stories aren't really about you know what game designers can do, but it can be more about what players do. So, for example. Um, systems that designers put into a game can let the players tell their own story so it's more like you know a player-sided thing um and finally mr levine answered and said that for him the story in a game is all about context so he described how very few game stories truly engage players um he cited portal 2 as an example of one that does do that really well and um, he said that the best tool for telling a story of a game is through the design of the environment. So the world should speak without words, you know, um, telling the story of, you know, what it is, how it came to be, and why you should uh, give a shit about what you're doing. Um, so in the end, no, there's obviously not one correct way to tell a story in games. Um, obviously, or Bioshock, Fallout, and Dragon Age all do that very well, but in different ways. Um, but um, Avalon summarised when he said that... Um, all the panelists' games set out to create emotional moments, and a successful game's narrative um, should drive players to feel and react. Mm. There you go. Yes. So what do we think about that? I mean, um, do we agree with any particular point of view in this panel, or do we agree that you know, ga- um, narrative is just as important as, as gameplay, or perhaps no. a little bit... So before we get on to that, balls up, that was Fallout New Vegas. Uh, he's asking what games were on yeah, the screen. New so Vegas. Fallout New Vegas followed by Bioshock Infinite. Mm. Yeah, well, you know, I'm a big... Uh, I, I agree with Avalon. Um, there are just certain moments... Like, the most yeah. powerful moments in games for me have been ones that have just come out of the environment and systems working together and mm-hmm. clashing and um, me being a part of that. That's um, kind complete, of like Completely... That. No, well, I thought Avalon was talking about his New Vegas example where oh, yeah, um, yeah, the factions right, yep. just happened to... Like, yeah. they, didn't, they, didn't, oh, yeah. they didn't script that moment, but it just happened because yeah. the systems interacted with yeah. each other in a way that, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. You know, I always talk about Fallout 2. Um, mm-hmm. Not Fallout 2. Uh, Far Cry 2 yeah. and you cause you don't like that because you think it had a crappy story um, but I, I still think the whole point of that game is to be in that world and have the systems work with each other and yeah. create that situations that you of, yeah. um, are put in yeah. and I think Far Cry 2 is an excellent shooter it just yeah. had a, a really terrible story it had so much potential yeah. to be set in like That's an, right. a, a troubled African nation with a dictator and you're helping mm-hmm. a journalist try and bring down the dictator and then for it just to sort of fizzle out like that, I think what, it, it was a great what made game. It, what made it? What made it not correct? Like not impactful for you? The story of Fuck Right Two. Uh, it was just like lame and cliched. It was, it's yeah, like no, an episode of Twenty Four. It's like meet yeah. me here with the intel, and then all of a sudden you meet him at the intel location, and then you get ambushed, then you get wounded. Then the jackal comes and like he's like I'm not going to kill you because I'm actually the good yeah. guy. Because yeah, that that uh, all of that was you know pretty bold. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the the gameplay was excellent. That's and, and the the stuff that came out of the gameplay and the stuff um, that you do while free roaming and taking on you know yeah um, random missions everywhere that creative experiences. Far Cry Two had some of the best first person shooting I'd ever played, and the most intense moments where you throw a grenade yeah. and it rolls down a hill back towards you, yeah. and then, the, and then the, the jungle is set on fire, and then a truck comes out of nowhere and crashes into a tree, and you're looking down at your map and trying to drive at the same time. You fall into what a ditch. What am I doing? Yeah. Where's um, my like tom right, Yeah, I know. I do. I, I do agree with that thing because you know, you know, you can put a story on anything, um, and it can. You know, you can put a story on anything, but the, the, with with interactive entertainment, you need to. Uh, uh, but you work on the 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 uh, the, uh, the more characteristic elements of it to make it that thing. So like you know, with a film, it's always show don't tell because otherwise you're just telling a story. Yeah, so yeah. with a game, it's it's kind of the same thing. You need to create like create context, yeah, context, yeah, yeah. Yeah. create environments, the create the situations and the mechanics. 
So I oh, guess that's how they, they all work together, though. I mean, like some of the most memorable oh, yeah. uh, moments in Bioshock were just the, like taking in the location. Like when you first look outside the window and you see that, I guess it's a humpback whale or some sort of whale just mm. floating past. It's like, damn. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> yeah, no, and those yeah. moments are so fantastic. Um, cool. I guess everybody's different in, in sort of uh, what they prefer uh, in terms of storytelling in games. So, for example, um, somebody like, like Jess and I, I know that like really like adventure games, um, and so yeah. for us, it's it's like we don't mind being kind of uh, led down a particular path. Yeah, like we're succumbing yeah. to the creator's vision or the the, the story that that creator yeah. has set out for us. Yeah, and we yeah. actually yeah. enjoy that. Whereas yeah. some thing. people like um, uh, some people enjoy you know having complete autonomy in a game and creating their own story like you said you know, they, mm. they, they're giving the environment and they're giving the tools to do it and, and you know like a lot of RPGs yeah. and stuff like that That's the thing. I love it I love adventure games I yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. love adventure games but like you just said the F word yeah but if you, are we allowed to say the F word all, all it is, is <laughs> yeah. a, it's an interactive story right so yeah. as much as I love them you know Grim Fandango would have worked just as well as a film or, um, you know, animated series. Have you yeah, I always think, that, oh, man, that would be a good film. Yeah. That would be a great film. But, I mean, the, the joy is in playing it. Like, that's a really great thing. Like, I would like that movie, but I love the game. Yeah, like, I love immersing myself yeah. in a yeah. story. And it's the choices as well, else. because if Heavy Rain was a movie, you wouldn't get to make all the decisions, exactly. which actually, in Heavy Rain, is one of those games that really, really, really does make a difference. But then it's taking it away from game, you know? Because well, game yeah. is about interaction and... Find it, like making a path through the world. Yeah, well, that that's kind of the thing. Well, I guess yeah. With heavy rain, it was you it was can. billed as not like it was billed as like yeah. an interactive. I don't think you get yeah. part yeah. of the suspense as like heavy rain also had a lot of suspense, and I don't think you get that if you're watching a film. I think part of it was being in that room and frantically searching. for Yeah, the I mean, it's when you're going oh, through yeah, the electricity yeah. thing, and it's like shit. If yes. I get hit one more time, I'm, I'm going to die, die and not yeah. be able to do this, and then not get a piece of the puzzle, yeah. like and then maybe not find the. That was frustrating as yeah, hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's what, and that bit where yeah, you're yeah, yeah. crawling through the glass. Electricity. Yeah, that yeah so exactly. Freaky, and I mean, it's the whole thing. It's holding oh, the joystick yeah, up the tiniest bit so you don't get yeah, so right. injured that you can't move anymore. Yeah. And it's that stuff that makes it so good. But I mean, I think it was interesting with... Um, uh, what the Bioshock dude was saying. I mean, I wish they'd included, because uh, it said later in that article how they were talking about each other's games. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. with them talking about narrative, they're kind of all talking about their own games. Like the Bioshock guys, like, you don't need dialogue and stuff because Bioshock doesn't have interactive characters and Dragon yeah. Agey type elements. It does rely on the atmosphere. And I think that works just as well. I mean, like you, I like, you know, dialogue and being led through a story. But I think um, in its own right, that whole Bioshock way of telling a story works just as well as the mm. Dragon Age mm. world story or... Uh, uh, or an adventure game where it comes down story. to personal preference though yeah, it's like exactly. and, and in the same way that they that the panel came to the conclusion that it's like there's no right answer it's like I don't know yeah it's, everyone <laughs> everyone is different so I mean and and the, the beauty about um, all the different game genres is that you know we can tell dif- different stories in different ways mm. and, and you know um, game design allows us to to do that and, and suit everybody's preferences in that way and I think that's really interesting so it's I guess when we're talking about story and gameplay it, it the conversation has evolved to it doesn't have to be a story versus gameplay um, obviously those two have to work together yeah, and do so well nowadays um, that mm. technology has advanced so much that, that it's, it's, it's more about you know, uh, you know like some games may be more about story than they are about you know, gameplay or whatever mm. but it, it's about how they work together and, and yeah, to create I different think, types I think of it's weird that the story versus gameplay is still coming mm. up like why are we still in story versus gameplay the because two need to work like together about I know yeah, but no, story because doesn't I think work most games gameplay. don't really think about it that much because yeah. you know, the way I see it is most games so like take chess, right? You know, it's a simple, simple set of mechanics, and you you can 
put a theme on it, like Simpsons chess or, you know, yeah, uh, like Risk chess. And most games yeah. do that. They have a set of mechanics, a shooter. I'm going to put yeah. a wrapper over it to make yeah, yeah, yeah. this. Like, uh, very few games, like, actually incorporate gameplay and narrative elements in together so much to make it make a powerful moment. Like, uh, the one I always think about when I think about story and gameplay combined to make you feel a uh, certain set of emotions is Metal Gear Solid 3. Mm. Um, at the end where you're... Um, so you're uh, in a field of flowers and you yeah. have to shoot the boss who's mm. been your mentor the entire game and mm. you've discovered that she's you know, b- uh, betrayed you or something and you just sit there and you know, you're holding a gun to her head and you have to pull the trigger yourself to actually move it along and those kind of moments are just... What happens uh, if you just stay there? It just stays there. Yeah, and awesome. I, I, I think I, really I, awesome. the best time I played it, I just, just walked away. I was like, Jesus. Don't you, oh, nu- yeah, don't yeah. you get nuked because there is a timer or there, something? There is a timer. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. get nuked. Because, yeah, that's yeah. the whole thing. You're going to get nuked anyway unless you kill her and radio it in, so... Yeah. So, yeah. it, so like, game, like gameplay environments and mechanics need to yeah. incorporate with the story to create yeah, absolutely. more powerful that's, moments. Otherwise, it's just narrative. or Yeah, like narrative put over gameplay or whatever. So... Yep. Yes. Yep. There we go. Mm-hmm. Cause did you have a rent for this week? Uh, yeah, I did. I guess it was just it's been building up over the last few weeks. <clears throat> There's been a whole lot of next generation rumors. Um, that happened, mm-hmm. and we did one, talk about on yeah, the podcast. Yeah, one week the P- Xbox 720 is going to have uh, Blu-ray. Then the next week the Xbox 3 is going to have no Blu-ray. It's going to be download only. And then the next week it's not going to play secondhand games. And I guess that's just that people's. I guess it's most annoying that people just jump at shadows because that's pretty much all people are doing. Uh, where, wherever those sources come from, I mean, you hear rumors all the time about oh, the next-gen console, but really no one knows a whole lot. It's all just hearsay right now and a lot of speculation. And it's just it's, last week, I think there were like four or five stories on it in a short period of time, and it's just getting a little bit excessive. Like, let's does hold that, out and... Does that not signal that something's this, coming? I think it signals that something's coming, but like... When every like when pretty much every every single rumor contradicts the last one, yeah, yeah. it's just like it just so this raises is, this more is questions than it answers, and it's just like this is kind of silly because now we're always just speculating, and there's some people that are still tra- like taking it for fact. And this is what I enjoy most about console wars, though. It's mm-hmm. like you know I used to. Remember being, you know, a teenager looking at specs of PlayStation and Xbox and weighing them up, and yeah. you know, f- f- trying to work out room for fact. It was really exciting yeah. for me, you know. And if you're really into games, like this is, well, this is the, the yeah, great. I, time. I think by far the most interesting one was the, the Ars Technica one last week that we spoke yeah. about, where yeah. pretty much the two consoles are going to be nigh on identical spec wise. So yeah. that should be yeah. sh- should make for an interesting generation because what are the fan go- fanboys going to argue gonna about? about? Yeah, I like oh. blue better. Oh, I like green better. And the end. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So we'll, I guess we'll have to wait for, um, I guess, the next possible likely place where announcement will be made, or if any, it will be three this year, which is not too far away. Mm. A few a months month or away. Two. So I guess we'll have to wait with bated breath to see who was right <laughs> mm-hmm. and who was wrong. Yep. Um, but usually a buildup of rumors, um, like we've had a lot in the last few months. Yeah, um, it's been crazy. Escalating snowballing effect. Mm-hmm. I think that usually signals that something is coming um, even if not an, uh, a console announcement they're at least an acknowledgement that they are working um, on the next um, the next console yeah. so I guess we'll have to wait and see cool alright well I think that wraps it up uh, for this week of the Ospot thank you very much for joining us and as always we will be back next week with yeah. more we have some competitions as well to talk about so we're giving away yep. Uh, Street Fighter Cross Tekken Arcade Pro Stick, we which is pretty cool. We haven't had a competition cool. in ages. No. This is Ooh. great. Yeah, so that's a good one. Listen. And a copy of the game, as yeah. well as um, 
uh, a laptop, sorry. A Samsung gaming laptop. We're giving away two of those bad boys bad. with copies of Skyrim. Does it have Sky. blue lights on it? Yeah, it's got, it's got 16 blue lights. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Yes. My favorite. Yeah, and I you should also stay tuned to GameSpot later on today for something exciting. Oh, and now you want to give us an idea of what uh, what that will be? Uh, yeah, we'll be. looks like we'll be hiring. So if you ever wanted to work at GameSpot, it's a fucking rad place to work. And like I said, the F word. That's so exactly right. We're being edgy. Yeah, uh, we're being edgy. Edgy's good. Okay, so, yeah. so as Chris said, uh, we will be uh, announcing something later today. So uh, stay tuned to the site mm-hmm. and um, leave us your comments in the Dropbox below. And please join us again next week for a live stream of the Ospot. And until then... Farewell and goodbye. <laughs> Adios, amigos. Bye. Bye. Let's Bye. all say goodbye in a different language. Adios. Uh, you stole mine. <laughs> I know. Oh, I'm getting faster. <laughs> Ciao. Oh, uh, uh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Au revoir, amigos. English is still available. You can say goodbye. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good, that's yeah. a good goodbye. All right. Thanks, everyone. See you later. See you later. Bye. Bye.